the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Guard your savings and nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Saturday morning. And welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka. And we're talking savings investments in your retirement as always. Our, our, our show is about building up wealth, understanding wealth, and where do we go from here in these very turbulent times. And and what we you know, our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to over the long term. Save aggressively and invest conservatively. And so that, that's what you want to start doing. That, that's where you want to try to go for your retirement to understand your retirement. And by that, I mean put away as much money as you can. In these highly uncertain times, more than ever, it's important to put away that money, to put away money for retirement, or put away money for savings. Uh, for an emergency fund, you, you should have, you know, we say six months, but at least three months uh, re, uh, retirement, uh, just emergency funds, and then you want to build up for retirement. It, it, it's very simple. Uh, you know, I, this is the way to build up wealth for most pe- people. Put away, take 10% of your income, put it away in your retirement plan, and don't worry about it. You should get a company match. That will get you up to about 13%. It doesn't make any difference if you're making – $30,000, it's the same thing it, 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 because it's income-based savings. And then you put it away each paycheck. You can spend the rest of the money after that. You can purchase – you can buy an investment or something or whatever, buy crypto, you know, whatever you, you want to do, stocks beyond that. But, but start with that minimum and build up that savings. Save aggressively and then conservatively invest the money. Now, one of the things that we looked at – is, 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 is wealthier people tend to be, we say save aggressively, invest conservatively. Wealthier people tend to invest very conservatively. This is, this, is, this is somewhat of a misnomer because they're always talking about their risky investment. I mean, not their risky. They're always talking about their speculative investment, their, their private equity deal. They bought a little crypto. I mean, you know, whatever. Uh, you know, they bought this hot stock that was a penny stock and it quadrupled or something. They love to talk about that type of stuff because, quite frankly, it's no fun talking about blue chip stocks that goes up slowly over time. It's not that, but it's no fun talking about about uh, bonds or CDs. I mean, it's just it's no fun. And so oftentimes, you know, people, you know, wealthy people are just like everybody else. I mean, they want to talk about what's what's exciting and fun. And so so people get a, get a misunderstanding about about what wealthy people do with their money, they tend to park it in very conservative investments and leave it alone because they built up a bunch of wealth and they, they don't want to lose it. It's not easy to build up wealth. It takes a lot of hard work. It takes a lot of, it takes luck. I mean, quite frankly, and you, you got to be smart about it and do the right things. And, and you got to be positioned yourself ahead of time. And that's not easy to do. And, and so what you do is, it, it, what, so you want to you put away these investments for the long term, and, and that's the key. So so understand, wealthy people they tend to to put money away in very conservative, very safe investments. They tend to pay off their their debt. They tend to pay off their loans. Those type of things. The assets tend to be paid off. In some cases, maybe they'll take a loan to you know to take advantage of low interest rates and inflation, but 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 they plan things out. They, they place multiple bets in different things because typically they know that that you know not every investment works. Private equity funds, you know, they, they, they'll, they'll make ten investments 
and they, they, they figured three of those investments are going to go bad on them. And, and, and they're looking for one or two or three of them. Or two, it's all they need is two of them that have huge returns, and that's what makes, makes their, their portfolio returns. It, 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 and so it, it's the same thing. It, it, with wealthier people, they know what seemed like a sure thing maybe didn't work, and so they, they – they invest in different areas, different categories. It's, it's the same thing with your retirement. Uh, you want to spread your risk out. It, you want to be in stocks and some bonds. Uh, you want to be in, in, in different type assets. We've seen too many people out there right now are fully invested 100% of their money in their 401k plan. Yeah, it's going up really big. But what happens when the market corrects like it did, you know, down 25, 30% last year in a short period of time? I mean, People forget over the long term, we've had decades, not year or two or three, but decades, a whole decade time frames where the market did nothing during that entire time frame. And so if you're all in indexes uh, in the S&P 500, you might not make any money. And that's, and that's one of the problems that you run out. So you've got to be diversified into safe, conservative assets. And that, that's a key to building up wealth over the long term. Uh, you know, we're going to be talking about inflation here uh, later in the show, we're seeing a lot of that. Uh, wanted to touch base uh, a few things here. Uh, you know, they had the big climate summit. Uh, why was our president the only one wearing a mask? I mean, uh, it, other people have flags up in their country. The United States at, at these Zoom uh, summits, uh, our symbol has now become a mask. I mean, I, I think that's the symbol of the Biden administration. I mean, I think it's an appropriate symbol, quite frankly. But, uh, you know, when, when everybody else around uh, world leaders are all not wearing masks, and quite frankly, some of those world leaders, their situation is materially uh, worse than ours and dire in some cases, and they're showing up without a mask. Uh, it, it, it's just, it just shows you. And then we heard a lot about carbon tax. Uh, Biden's committed to cutting our carbon tax by, uh, by 50 percent by, uh, by 2030. I, I mean, I, I won't say I don't know how he gets there. I mean, if someone drops an EMP on the United States, that'll cut our carbon footprint immediately, which would be good for the environment. Or if there's a depression in the United States, it'll, it could cut it maybe 25 percent, uh, a depression. Uh, there, there's all, you know, uh, so I don't know how he plans to get it there. I mean, uh, it, 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 it's just, I mean, I, I think I, I think the this carbon and its global warming is, is, is basically uh, – a globalist dream. I mean, they get to, they get to, you know, it, they get to basically, in order to do this, they have to engage in a con command and control economy and not, they have to move away from the capitalist system, which is what they're doing. So we had this big talk. Now, you know, there was a couple things we didn't hear about on, on the talk. Uh, 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 fishing. There was a story in the Wall Street Journal. Uh, Long-time listeners in the Max Out Savings Show know we, I pointed out, look, I think we, the world has environmental problems, but I view things differently. I, I hearing that there's too much carbon, I'm like, well, that's pretty simple. Why don't we encourage growth of our forest, it, it, which plants convert carbon dioxide to oxygen, which we breathe. And so I'm like, hey, this is a good deal here because I'm getting rid of the carbon dioxide. I'm making more oxygen for myself. You're not hearing anything about that at all. The Brazilians offered for a billion dollars, if the U.S. would give them a billion dollars, they would, they would reduce uh, for deforestation of the Brazilian rainforest by 40%. Probably could get them to do more than that and eliminate it with, with a plan. Didn't hear anything about that at the summit. All, instead, you heard how we're going we're gonna to reduce our carbon footprint 40%, by 50% in 10 years in the United States with draconian rules and regulations on the American people. You know, we have a trillion dollar, two trillion dollar Green New Deal, two trillion, that's 2,000 billion. And here the Brazilians are saying, if you give me one of those billion, I'll reduce it over here, which will help out the planet. You eliminate the, the Brazilian rainforest, this planet will be in dire trouble. Make no mistake about it, materially worse than this goofball CO2 issue they're talking about because they produce so much, they take in carbon, CO2, uh, and, and produce oxygen. Nothing to see there because, quite frankly, when there's $2 trillion, that's an enormous amount of money for a bunch of wealthy uh, corporations out there. And, and, and Democrats get all types of fees and kickbacks. They don't get any money by giving the Brazilians a billion dollars, so who cares? It, it's the same thing. Another example, China. China is running short on food. 
So what do they do? Well, they're not, they're not really buying much more for us. Instead, what they're doing is creating the largest fishing fleet in the world. This is something else we've brought up. They're claiming they've got 2,700 uh, 2, uh, boats out there fishing. Well, that's a lot. Well, according to other statistics out there we've seen, they have 17,000 boats out there. We mentioned uh, a number of months back on the Max Out Savings Show that if you look at the satellite pictures off of the, off of the eastern coast of South America, it looks like there's a mini city down there off of Argentina. But the problem is the mini city is in the middle of the is, – is, is in the Atlantic Ocean. So how could there be a city based on the light? There's so many lights. Well, how can there be a city in the middle of the ocean? Well, it's real simple. There's thousands of Chinese boats down there uh, fishing the waters, stripping the, uh, the uh, waters of, of, of fishes, of fish to bring back to China, who's the largest, uh, the largest uh, consumer of seafood on the planet. So if you, get, if, you, if, you, if you basically dredge up all the shrimp, all the fish, the other animal's going to die, the, the whales are going to die, bigger fish are going to die, and we're, and we're going to strip, uh, strip the oceans of, 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 of the fish. And, 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 and this is vastly overfishing. These things will take decades to recover from. Nobody says anything there because there's no money involved in it. There's no money for big corporations. There's no money for big Wall, Wall Street and there's uh, in, in Washington, D.C. consultants. There's trillions of dollars available in the Green New Deal to impose regulations, rules, and, and boondoggles on the American people. But to sit there and confront the Chinese, there's no money involved. To, to sit there and help out the Brazilians stop the, the stripping out of the Brazilian rainforest, the largest ecosystem in the world, there's no money involved in that. This is all about money. This is all about control. This is all about control of industrial policy and, and institution of, of basically socialism and actually fascism more so fascism in, in the United States and in, in, in putting burden on the American people. And, and it's, it's embarrassing. It's horrible. It's, you know, the, our planet is being destroyed before our very eyes. And the only way anyone wants to do anything is they could make a buck out of the, out of the consulting class up in Washington, D.C. and the corporations. And, and it's time the Republicans need to stand up to this type of stuff. They need to come to an alternative plan. They need to help the Brazilians. We need to confront the Chinese. We're, we're saying we're going to cut our CO2 emissions by 50% in 10 years, putting draconian regulations and, and expenses in reducing the standard of living in the American people. At the same time, we told the Chinese that, hey, we, you guys can continue to raise your CO2 levels because you're, quote, a developing country. On what planet are these people from? The Chinese have more sophisticated manufacturing than the United States does. How are they a developing country? Go look, at their, go look at their cities. Go look at their infrastructure. Go look at everything. This is absurd. Again, it's all about the money for the consulting class and the corporations in this country. And the Republicans need to stand up to these people and when they need to start fighting for the, for the working people in the United States of America. And they need to start fighting for the environment of the planet as well and, and quit kowtowing to big corporations, which, quite frankly, are doing us no good. And the reason I bring this up is, look, Biden's got a number of bills coming up. He's got his new uh, infrastructure program. Well, what are we doing on this? We're negotiating on the corporate taxes. So we're, we're proud to say, well, look, if you don't cut the corporate, if you don't raise the corporate taxes to 28% like you want to, we'll let it go through. But then we're going to let all the environmental garbage, all the ridiculous regulations, all the, all the destruction of the American people's uh, lifestyle. That we're, we're going to let that all go through. Instead, we fight for that, and we throw the corporations over the side of the boat for people like Coca-Cola and Delta Airlines that want to tell us how we can vote and how we can live our lives, or Nike and the rest of these woke corporations. And so understand we, what, we, what we need to fight for. We need to fight for our freedom. We need to fight for economic growth. We need to stand up to China, we need to, and we need to protect the environment. None of this is being done. This is just nothing more than a takeover and industrial policy in the United States of America, but by basically the Democratic Party. And it, 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 I, I, the good news is you're starting to see these people fight back. Jim Jordan, Kevin McCarthy, they're starting to fight back. They're starting to push back. They're being called racist. They're being called this. It doesn't make any difference. You've got to push back on this. You've got to protect the American people. But I'll tell you what, where is this all going? I'm going to come back to this and how does this affect your retirement? We'll be right back after this on the Max Out Savings Show. 
Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees Stayed Alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka. We're talking savings, investments, and your retirement. Uh, as always, here, and, you know, we were again. We we're just discussing the. We, we just had the, the big uh, global uh, environmental summit. We didn't hear any word. You know, Biden, uh, President Biden, is, is coming up with a plan to cut uh, carbon by fifty percent, which is a draconian. Uh, basically takeover of the U.S. economic system. No, no word about standing up to China, increasing their CO2. So we're cutting our 50%. China's not cutting theirs. Uh, China's, nothing about China's uh, illegal fishing with 17,000 uh, boats illegally fishing across the world, stripping the world of all types of, of our fishery assets uh, and, and hurting not it doesn't hurt us as much. It hurts smaller countries that can't keep up, and their fishermen are pushed out. We didn't hear anything about saving the rainforest or anything like that. It's all about money for consultants and corporations and political friends of the Biden administration. Let's take a look at what we've been spending. Okay, at the end of, the, of, of, of President Trump's time, we had a $600 billion uh, program COVID relief, which had checks, I think $600 checks and some more loans to help people out. Within a month and a half, we had a $1.8 trillion COVID rescue program as well, $1.8 trillion. Yeah, okay, so then we got the $1,400 checks. I didn't get any checks, by the way, but uh, and all types of other give me and, and, and benefits, billions of dollars for for uh, cities, billions of dollars to rescue uh, uh Pension plans of big democratic cities that were in financial trouble. Basically, uh, uh, about 10% of it was for COVID relief, uh, about $200 billion. The rest was a giveaway to democratic interests. Then, within another month, we had a $2.2 trillion uh, infrastructure program, which we're going to be coming across. Again, virtually no, in, about $200 billion in infrastructure, and, and the rest is 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 just boondoggle programs, Green New Deal, you know, and, and, and basically crazy ideas for all types of things. It's, it's a giveaway. It, it, okay. And then we had the uh, uh, another $2.25 trillion spending plan 
that, that they just came out with. And in this, they're planning on, on giving away. It's going to be free, free uh, community college for everybody, free health care for families, a $250 uh, a month credit or 300 if the kids are under six year old per child, uh, more, more giveaways. Uh, they're going to fund it with higher taxes. The corporate tax is going to go to 39. It's going to double to 39% on, on, on long-term capital gains for over a million dollars. They're also going to change up the estate laws to tax people there more to take money away from them. They're cutting the exemptions. Possibly they're talking about cutting the step up basis. Uh, this is another two point something trillion dollars, and, 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 and it's one thing. After this is an infinite amount of spending. And, and underneath that, we, we're in the second quarter of GDP of 2021. It's probably going to be over seven percent growth rate. Seven percent growth rate on top of the biggest spending plans in history. I mean, we're, we're, he's spending probably you know the, this is probably uh, six trillion dollars or more. Which is which is this is a twenty trillion dollar economy, twenty thirty percent of GDP over the next couple of years. Uh, this is crazy. At the same time, everybody out there is talking about they can't get supplies, equipment. There's not even enough workers to put together the the, the smaller infrastructure program they're looking at. There, there's not enough workers out there right now. Nobody. There's a shortage of workers because a lot of workers are sitting at home on unemployment with the extra $300 a month bonus they're getting, as well as they don't want to go back to work. And so this is going to be disastrous. This is the biggest spending program since the since the probably the depression. But keep in mind, in the depression, we were in. A depression. That's why it was called the Depression Era, because the economy, we had 25% unemployment. It was a disaster. Nothing was working, and it was a complete – the only other comparison is during World War II. This is a complete giveaway of money is what we're dealing with, and this is going to be disastrous for retirees over the long term. We're going to see more inflation. And this is this is the big concern we're dealing with. And, this, and so what you've got to understand is in this environment, you're going to have to keep your – you're going to have to change your investment strategy. The old 60-40 split, you know, sitting there in index funds and index bonds, it, it, it's not going to work in this environment. Let's take a look at what happened this week. We had the uh, – we had inflation – uh, we had a number of companies talk about inflation. Coca-Cola, yes, that same Coke that, that's getting involved in, in voting issues in Georgia, telling how people how they can and cannot vote uh, under the new uh, regime of corporate America, uh, the woke corporation, is they're going to have to raise costs. They're announcing later this year they're going to raise costs. Procter & Gamble said they're, gonna, they're raising costs. Later this year they're going to raise costs. I just I went through the the uh, uh, earnings call for Kimberly Clark, and they're dealing with a sharp rise in input costs, and uh, some uh, this destocking of consumer uh, tissue destocking. But uh, the, the, uh, Kimberly Clark says we're quote, moving rapidly, especially with selling prices increases to offset commodity headwinds. Yeah, that's right off their that's a quote off their call. They're going to raise prices from five, well, mid, uh, mid to high single digits, five to nine percent uh, on 60 percent of their products. It's going up across the board. Uh, prices are going up. Uh, Procter & Gamble said later this year they're going to be raising prices. And, and what's happening? Well, a couple things. Keep in mind, most big corporations are hedging commodity costs. In that environment, that means that over the next quarter or two, they, they, they know what their commodity costs. So if they go up 20%, they don't care. But after a quarter or two or three, th th those hedges drop off, and then they have to start pushing through these costs, or they have to start eating the cost. Uh, I think what we're going to see happen is I think you're going to see more companies not being able to push through these costs. Kimberly Carp puts through some costs, and they had some increasing prices in some areas. So, so this is something I, I think this 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 inflation is continuing to work through the system. Keep in mind, uh, grocery products have been going up since since probably uh, what June of last year. And Kimberly Clark and Procter they've been already raising prices. Now they're going to do it again. So this inflation is coming in. Tell you what, Ed, Eddie, do we have some phone calls? Yeah, we have Charles on the line. Hello, Charles. Uh, good morning. 
Uh, yes, you've, you've spoken in the past uh, about some of the ownership within these companies. Uh, I've, I found it interesting. I Over the past month or so, I've looked. You know, this seems to be proxy season, an annual meeting season. And I've looked at approximately between 20 and 30 companies uh, out there in terms of their proxies. And then I, I, I haven't been able to find one company in which in which the shares of ownership of, of at least 5 to 7% was not owned either by Vanguard or BlackRock. So, you know, you talk about yeah. some of the things that are going on from a governmental perspective, but I think what's not being recognized is the influence that's happening in the private business industry. Uh, I'm looking right now at a particular company uh it's an independent oil company right now <clears throat> and right now from what it's it's currently saying it's saying that uh employees employees uh salary increases are going to be tied essentially to their response on ESG uh basically they're they're bringing the total weight of ESG focus goals to 20% from 10% so in essence uh, people's increases in salaries now are going to be tied. Their their annual incentive compensation is now going to be tied to ESG uh, goals. And I guess the question is: is I don't know what ESG is costing these companies. Uh, I, it'd be interesting to see a study on this. But when you when you have two basically huge funds like BlackRock and Vanguard. Obviously, the management's going to be listening to these people before they ever listen to somebody that's owning a couple of hundred shares of their stock. So, you know, if these people are in there influencing, you know, the direction of this, and and more and more of this is becoming social in nature, I don't see how management is going to be able to really truly focus on on the profitability of the company if they're now having to divert more of their attention to these social aspects that, that are being promoted. Um, so, you, you know, this is this is something that I think a lot of people don't really are aware of or at least don't appreciate. But I guess if you could get the wrong people in there who own these shares, I mean, they could essentially pressure the, the management and boards of these companies to move in a direction that may not be necessarily favorable to a lot of people. So, I mean, this is just an observation I'm making. I, no, I don't no, know Charles, your thoughts on yeah, it. Yeah, that, that's, yeah, look, I think you hit the nail on the head. And, and these companies are being pressured on this ESG stuff, which is environmental, social, and governance issues. You know, how, uh, you know how, what are you doing for the to reduce CO? It's not what are you doing to help the environment. It's what are you doing to reduce CO2, by the way. It's all about CO2. But what are you doing to make sure you're hiring enough minorities and promoting them? So, so, so this is a problem. And here's the problem, Charles. If you look at it, the United States, this is not a top-down command economy like China or Russia or Cuba. Yeah, it, this this is is a is a free market democracy, a capitalist system. So so ideas bubble up from the bottom, and the people kind of decide the direction to go. And, and, and one of the things that we're dealing with is we're dealing with a very small group of people at the top. Larry Fink at BlackRock is the poster child for this BlackRock fund, where he's decided the most important thing in the world is CO two emissions, and so he's pressuring all the companies. And as as you correctly pointed out, BlackRock has got five, six, seven, eight percent of all of these companies in the S&P 500 ownership. And so when Larry Fink shows up at the door talking about CO2 remissions, they all jump on board. And they think because he has 7%, but he doesn't have 7% of the stock. He, he, is, he is a steward for, of, 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 of those shares for all the investors. And the vast majority of the investors don't agree with this type of stuff. And what we have in this country is a very small group of people Larry Fink, George Soros, this this vice guy out of out of this billionaire out of Switzerland, uh, you know, uh, Soros is a European that that all these that that are, that are running policy in the United States of America. Okay, and this is a a, a threat to the United States of America, and, and, and it's a clear 
present danger to the working people in this country because they're the ones that are going to suffer from this. And, and there has to be a pushback. I, I've said it, these, these boycotts, you know, that, you know, they threatened Coke and, and they threatened uh, Manafort, they, that, that, you know, that uh, head of the uh, Major League Baseball. It was basically it was it was uh, Al Sharpton. It, it was uh, what's her name down in Florida. Uh, you know, she ran for governor and, and it was LeBron James that pressured the, uh, on baseball. It was a very small group of people. The people in Georgia wanted the, the all-star game there. This is a very small group of people that have outsized control, that have seized control of much of the United, of corporate America through these backdoor channels. And, and, and look, we're dealing with this on, on the proxies. We're trying to figure out how to, how to t- our clients don't support this stuff. And yet we looked at some proxy services for them, but we're having to, how do we determine the proxy service companies that can vote all our proxies? Because we want to make sure that they vote our beliefs and not the beliefs of Larry Fink and, and a bunch of environmental radicals. That have, it's a, it's a, very, very, very serious problem. What you brought up is very complex, and it, 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 no one understands it, but it, these people are moving, the, you know, shifting the entire United States of America and, and altering the, the working people in this country's lifestyle, and, and they have no support for doing it, and, and they're getting away with it. Well, the, the, the thing, too, uh, uh, Ted, is this, is that uh, obviously some of these people may be on in years, uh, you know, Depending on who who you're looking at, uh, you know, once they leave, their successors are probably going to be essentially a clone of what they are. So really, this this issue is not going to necessarily go away uh, should they be taken out. I, I think that they will undoubtedly appoint people that are going to have they're going to have the same like-minded beliefs and philosophies that they currently have. So. You know, it's a challenge. I mean, I look at BlackRock, they own like 40-something million shares. Uh, you know, the mom-and-pop guy that owns a couple of hundred shares, I mean, yeah, they may mail their proxy in, but at the end of the day, who is management really listening to? They're listening to these people. They're not going to really be devoting any attention to the mom-and-pop people. So yeah. this is something that I don't know. You know, the other problem, I think, too, or the other issue, I should say, is 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 the incorporation in Delaware. I, I I think that there's some changes that have gone that have taken place in Delaware that these companies now are trying trying to navigate around, but I think some of them, you know, can't can't do it. So I don't know really you're right, it is a complex issue, but you know, the bottom line is is you get the wrong people in there. I mean, who's to say that some of these people could be I'm not talking about the people that I mentioned, but, you know, sometime in the future, maybe some communist country could, could appoint some guy in there, and next thing you know, he's telling the management to embrace certain criteria that, that nobody in their right mind would embrace, but the board has no choice but to go along with it. I mean, you know, well, it, yeah, this is something that... Here's how, here's how you, yeah, here's how you stop this, Charles. I think how it needs to be done is, I think that Congress needs to pass a law that these big mutual fund companies that they need to they need to run a poll of, of of a representative sample throughout the country of 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 their of their fund holders uh, and, and, and the people that own the mutual fund, the people, the, the pensioners that own the pension, not the, not the pension board at, at, at Shell Oil Company or whatever, but the, but the employees of Shell or whoever, and they to poll that the law says you poll those workers and then you you vote based the percentages based on how it's polling. And so, if you're not as interested in ESG, those percentage of votes. So, if you if you've got seven percent of, of the stock, maybe you can vote three percent to 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 make ESG the priority in the company. Maybe the other other four percent decide. Look, we want to make profitability and growth the priority of the company. But. But the problem is there's no democracy and there's no fair representation in those proxies. These these people have breached Larry Frank. Let me be really clear. Larry Frank has breached his fiduciary duties, in my mind, without a doubt, to the to the shareholders of his fund and and, 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 and put his own personal beliefs on that. That's a violation. Of, to be very clear, that's a violation of the law. It's a breach of his fiduciary duty, and I th- I think I think so. The states need to start. 
suing these these big pension funds, I mean, these big mutual fund companies, and they need to sue BlackRock to stop this type of stuff because the state of Texas should be involved in this because they're going after the oil and gas industry. Make no mistake about it. And so the way you get Larry Fink is you launch lawsuits against BlackRock. I'd like to see it done. And we're going to try, tell you what, we're going to try to, to see if we can get with the uh, Texas Attorney General uh, and see what they say about this issue. That's a good point, Charles. I appreciate it. Thanks for the call. Sure thing. Yeah, uh, this real problem. What Charles is talking about is, is we have a very small group of people in this country that control all the proxy votes in, the, in these big companies, and they're, they're putting their own personal agendas. Look, all the people at Brock, there's millions of people in Texas that have BlackRock funds. They're not voting to put the oil and gas uh, biz, uh, uh, companies out of business or to quote, to quote Larry Fink directly to defund the oil and gas sector. They're not voting for that. He's taken their money, their assets, and their shareholders and, and, and basically seized control of them for himself to push forth a political agenda. It's against the law. It's a breach of fiduciary duty. We'll be right back right here on the Max Out Savings Show. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the BG Stayed Alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. The Max Out Savings Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. If you've got any questions or comments, you give us a call, 713-339-1070. Here on Saturday, we're live. On Sunday, we have a repeat uh, at 7 a.m. Uh, you also can catch podcasts. Go, go to uh, 1070KNTH's The Answers website, and you can listen to the podcast. Uh, they, they put those up here a little later on. And so it, there's also podcasts around the Internet. We, we're finding a lot of people are listening all over the world now to the Max Up Savings Show. Uh, to clarify, we're talking about the uh, – the, the the proxies, which is the votes to, to, to install board of directors and put special uh, you know special things before the for the board, and, and, and what we're finding is some of these big big uh, mutual fund companies uh, it, 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 and ETFs as well. They're they're kind of putting their own spin on things, and, and they're telling 
they're telling the, the companies that look, the number one priority for our shareholders is ESG, environmental, social, and justice. That's what all of the people want. So you need to make that your number one priority in running the company. But if you, if you poll the American people, which are the owners of the mutual funds and ETF, they're like, no, we don't care about that. We want to see growth. We want to see profitability. We want to see what's in the best long-term interest of the company. We're not interested in, so, in, in basic social justice and all these other dreams of, of, of the Democrats. And the worst of this is BlackRock funds led by Larry Fink. And, 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 and I think they've been so aggressive. I do believe that they've breached their fiduciary duties at at BlackRock for the shareholders of their mutual funds by, by basically instituting their own political beliefs and, and, and voting them. And, and that's wrong. It's, it's profoundly un-American. So anyway, the rest of the companies aren't as bad. I mean, they're all kind of doing something uh, because it, 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 and what we've really talked about in the show is this is a very small number of people doing this. I mean, the people doing all this stuff, the people that are convincing major league baseball to move the, uh, to move the uh, the All Star Game uh, from Atlanta, the people that that pressured Coca Cola to make these woke statements that they did that that, that that people are now boycotting Coke from are very. It's a very small group of people. It's Stacey Abrams. It's Al Sharpton. It, it, it's the same characters. It's a George Soros crowd. It, 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 and, they, and so they create. They they get a few people to send a bunch of of of, of bot bot emails or, or bot tweets out, you know, making people think there's some big groundswell. Nobody cares. That it, it's a small group of people. That's what I want you to understand are doing it. And these people need to be reined in because they're subverting democracy is what they're doing. And, and so anyway, uh, over, over to, we, you know, we talked about the inflation and we, we think this is a bigger thing. Yeah, is inflation going to slow down later this year? Yeah, but how much? Here's the problem. Uh, uh, professor uh, uh, Francisco uh, de Acuna, a uh, professor at Boston College, found that inflation expectations uh, are shaped by changes consumers face specifically while grocery shopping. Okay, so so if people's inflation uh, expectations aren't shop, aren't really they're not shaped by oh the supply chain is down or or uh, the price of, of of lumber went up or. Or, or semiconductors are going up 30%. The, 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 it's not even cars. It's not. A, it, it's really. It's the grocery store. That's how they view things. And, and if you look at it, we've had prices in the grocery store going up for 12 months now. But this is this is April. The economy was shut down last year, and prices started going up last year. Now, some of it was shortages. They couldn't get, or, or plants were closed, and the prices went up. But the problem is the prices are continuing to go up. As we pointed out earlier in the show, Coca-Cola, Kimberly-Clark, Procter & Gamble, this is a big chunk of the grocery store of all announcing price increases. A lot of these companies' hedges are going away. So so, so prices are going up. They're, ha they're having to push through these costs. So the consumers are starting to really focus on this. And, and, and if you look at – and by the way, food is about 27% of, 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 of consumers' budget. Housing is 33% of the, of the consumer budget. Now, the Federal Reserve uses something called EOR, which is owner equivalent rent, owner's equivalent rent, which means if you're renting a house, you're owner. This, so rent, rents haven't gone up that much, but housing has gone up 17% uh, here recent, 17%. And, 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 and so we're seeing housing is 33% of the consumer. So 17%, uh, 27% is food, 33% is housing. That's 60% of the consumer budget are in two areas that prices are skyrocketing right now. And this is, and this is the, and it, we're not talking 2 and 3% increases. Now, these companies are talking about we're raising prices 3%. Well, they're raising prices 3% this month, and then two, three months later, they're raising another 6%. And then after, so, so these, these are big price increases. And this, this over time, if you look at inflation, it tends to run in three-year cycles. And so the, the cycle started a year ago, which means we probably got Another two years, one and a half or two years of steadily rising inflation. Now, some of it's going to drop off. We're going to get some factories back online. The freeze knocked out a lot of factories across Texas, uh, Arkansas, Oklahoma. A lot of factories were shut down. 
And so they're going to come back on, but these prices of, of crude oil, the prices of grains, the prices of plastics, the prices of wood, the prices of semiconductors, the prices of, of roofing materials, they're all going up across the board. And, and there's shortages, so they've got to drop some, but not as much. So you have to protect your, your retirement in, in this environment. And the way you do that is you want to have shorter-term bonds because – Rates right now are still at 1.7%. They're still too low. I, you know, I had some big discussions with PIMCO. You know, went back and forth yesterday on this, and you know they're looking for rates to go up. They think they might be go to one and three quarters to two percent. And, and the thinking is they're going to hold off raising the short rate out to 23. Look, how can you have zero interest rates when you're looking at three, three and a half? 4% inflation. It starts to become a problem when you're looking at a 7% growth rate and 35 and 4%. And that 3.5% and that, that inflation, everybody knows is artificially low. I mean, everyone will tell you that. So you're looking at probably a real inflation rate, 6% or more with 7%. How do you, have, how do you justify zero interest rates in 1.57% 10 year? And you can't. So interest rates are going to go up. And so, so you want to, so and longer-term rates are going to go up. And so you want to have shorter-term bonds in this environment until we get an idea of where this inflation is going. Now, you also want to have uh, – you want to be in sectors that are going to profit from this, the commodity sector, the precious metal sector, the energy sector. Those companies own assets in the ground. They own, they own the feedstocks that are going into these companies. So as they raise price, the companies have to buy some. I believe what you're seeing and what I think we're seeing a little bit already out of some of the companies is they're having trouble raising prices, and they're, they're going to raise them and maybe have to cut them back. Because the problem is, let's give you an example. If Kimberly Clark, if the price of Kleenex and toilet paper goes up 10 15% over the next year, since last year up to this year, uh, you know, people – they just pay a little more. They need the products. But if the price of, of the steak goes up 10% and the price of beans goes up 15% and the price of Coca-Cola goes up 15% and the price of everything, at a, that point in time, the consumer's got to start cutting back. They've got to start making choices. They've got to start buying different products, cheaper products. And at that point, the companies have to start eating the cost increases. We're getting to that point. They've been able to pass all these things along, but now you're seeing you're seeing uh, people are shutting down building projects. They're they're not building their homes. They're, they're cutting back. They're not doing the remodel because the prices have gotten too high. They're they're cutting back at the store. And so 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 you're seeing the point. And that's what happened in the '70s. People forget about this. Is in the '70s you had inflation numbers six, seven, eight percent. You know, what, what was it? Here, let me see here. 71, it was 5.6. I mean, if 71, it was 3.3, not too bad. And then 3.4, not too bad. And then we had 73 was 8.7. 74 was 12. 75 was 6.9. You know, it was pretty disastrous. It, and the companies could not pass on their cost. And people's standard of living went down as well. So you have to, so the people that were prepared, the people that were in annuities, were living off an annuity, pensions, or Social Security, were, or long-term bonds, were in big trouble because their their bonds were only paying very small amounts like they are now, and then they couldn't keep up with inflation. So you've got to have growth stocks, you've got to have dividend-paying stocks, you've got to have precious metals, commodities, those things that are going to go up in the price. And, and so it's it's fundamentally changing how in, how investment for retirement is going. And so I think we're going to see this continue to move forward across the board. And so it's a fundamental understanding. And again, I want if you look at these numbers, it's 67. The inflation was three, then four, six, five. Point six and seven. Then it went back down to three. So it, basically, it was a three-year run. And then it was it was seventy-one, it's three point three, and seventy-two, three point four. And then it was eight point seven, twelve point three, and then six point nine. Then it dropped in seventy-six again. Three-year runs. We you know we've been talking. We, we we've been really concentrating on the part after World War II, which I think we're somewhat analogous to now, uh, of the type of inflation we had. Again, it was it was that. Three-year run. Let me get over to that so we can take a look at it. In in forty in in, in forty-five, it was two point two, and then forty-six, eighteen, and then eight percent in forty-seven, and three percent in forty-eight. The same thing. Two three-year runs. Big inflation. Now they'll tell you the the velocity of money is going is going down. It's not going to make. Understand 
when the Federal Reserve pumps in $3 trillion into the economy and, and the government spending three or four, $3 trillion plus extra deficit per year, there's so much money coming into the, into the economy, into the banks, that the velocity can't go up because your, your, uh, your divisor is, is, is a denominator divide. What The number you're dividing on, the amount of money is going up so quickly that 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 your chain you can't spend it quick enough, so your so your velocity is going to go down. That's going to change, and I think this is what's fooling a lot of people about inflation. I think that, that I think that velocity is going to start picking up because what starts happening is people start assuming price increases. They start buying ahead of time, and that's what fuels even greater inflation. So we'll see what happens. That's what I think we're looking at with houses now. So so going forward, prepare for the inflation. So a couple thoughts. If you need some help with this. Go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. Uh, request the free, uh, appoint, uh, uh, the, the free uh, newsletter, or you can schedule an appointment. Just go there. By the way, do we, we're about at the end of the show here. Do we have any ca- uh, calls, Eddie? Not right now. Good, we're good. Okay, so we're coming up here at the end of the show, but... You know, if you get a chance, go to the website, sign up for the free newsletter, or request an appointment. We'll be happy to help you out. But remember, our modern philosophy, which is to save aggressively, invest conservatively, and understand in the world today, it's changing. We, we've gone through 30 years of deflation since since the 1980s, and now that's changing. Now we're going back into a more inflationary environment. We have the government's adopted monetary theory. That means they can spend as much money as they want. That means inflation. Tell you what, we'll be back. Next week, we're going to be talking about taxes. How do you deal with these rising taxes right here on the Max Up Savings Show? This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070. The answer. 